Hey, it's everybody's favorite Uncle G. G stands for that because he's a creepy uncle. What's up? Not much, man. How you been? Not bad. I got to do a real quick disclaimer. Um, John Jones, man, got me with this fucking goddamn stupid fucking April's Fools uh, <laughs> tweet that he put out. I really thought it was legit. Um, okay. So I got caught up on that. And then uh, a buddy of mine mentioned that Anderson Silva did box. However, it was so long ago, and I believe he only had two or three fights. Um, so it really doesn't account for anything. So I don't really count that as boxing experience. All right, man. What up, dude? What's on your mind, bro? How's it going? How's how's the life out there, dude? Um, Yeah, well, I'm watching a fucking tractor drive up and down the fucking field right now. So fantastic. That's exciting. <laughs> At least it's nice outside. At least it's nice outside. Gotta give it that. Hey, hey don't they have that uh, farmer.com or some shit where you can find tractor hose while you're watching tractor hose? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I might live out in the country. That don't mean I'm a country boy. Yeah, yeah. No shit, man. Could be worse, uh, man. So let's start this off because I want to start this off on an absolute fucking banging ass note for the both of us, right? Let's talk about the Red Sox's uniforms for the uh, coming up anniversary of the Boston Marathon. Um, the, the bombing. Have you seen okay. those uniforms, bro? So, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, this is probably going to be one of my favorite fucking podcasts that I'm going to do. Um, because, unfortunately, I have been really plugged I haven't been plugged in at all this week. Uh, I've been just so fucking busy. Um, so, yeah. No, nah, man. But I'm going to check it out right <laughs> What do you mean you've been busy this week? It's only Tuesday. You have no idea, man. It's been a while. <laughs> all right. So, I want you to check out these uniforms real quick. And they are fire. I absolutely love them. There's absolutely no red in them. Yeah, they're yellow, right? They're yellow with almost like a baby blue writing and then a blue hat. They yeah. are just on point, first of all. And I, I, I absolutely love them because it has absolutely nothing to do with the Red Sox being the Red Sox. It has everything to do with their city of Boston and them being there and giving that city all the sport and love as much as they have that team throughout the years. Absolutely. It's arguably the best fucking uh, fan base, really, if you think about it. Yeah, Except I mean, they've gotten really spoiled, so they've kind of become cockbags in the last couple of years, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but eight Super Bowls, I mean, you know what I mean? Nine Super Bowl fucking appearances in your franchise history. Uh, not too fucking shabby, man. So they have a lot to be cocky about, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, yeah. then you throw the Celtics on top of it, but that's just a whole nother, another level, man. <laughs> now, when they go on the road, um, do they still have like a unique uniform or do they go back to the classic road uniforms that they were using? <clears throat> so this uniform is, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, is a one-time wear. Oh, okay. Because, oh, they did it for opening day. Gotcha. They, they did it for the 
the, because well, the day that they're playing on is the actual day that the Boston Marathon bombing happened. Yeah. Um, so, and they're actually playing at home, if I'm not mistaken. So that is what they're wearing, and that's why they're wearing it. Yeah. Ah, dude, I love I love the Boston organizations, man. Um, you know, Robert Kraft, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll find out down the road that they did a lot of shady things, but they do a lot of good things for the fans, man. <laughs> it's such a great fucking fan base, I think. So what do you mean down the road? We've already seen Robert Kraft get in trouble for doing shady things. <laughs> yeah, I um I really think though that there's about to be a real divide between Kraft and Bill Belichick. I think it's going to get ugly. Um, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's been a, go ahead. No, man, you're good. Oh, um, I know there's been some comments said already. Um, nothing really serious, just just weird shit. But there's been a lot of comments happening in the last couple of weeks anyway because we had to fucking. Uh, I believe it was the president of operations or general manager of the Packers basically saying that he doesn't want to fucking even address Aaron Rodgers in any sort of way when it comes to him possibly renegotiating his contract. And yeah, I think that's all super weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's up with this organization. I don't know why, why they are so hell bent on getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. And what makes it really more more interesting is if you had a head owner, maybe there was some sort of a falling out between owner and quarterback, right? But this is a public-owned right. team. There is no owner. You know what I mean? There's They appoint people to be general managers and presidents of operations and so on and so forth. But it's a publicly-owned team. So I don't understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That, that dude might end, just end up getting fired because, I mean, we all know that uh, you cheese heads look right Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what his story is, um, especially with the amount of work that these guys have done to, uh, as far as the coach, the coach-quarterback uh, relationship. It came a real long way last year. They've talked really good about uh, each other, you know. Um, so, yeah. well, I mean, well, that's that's why they fired McCarthy in the first place was the whole uh, quarterback, you know, coach relationship issue. Oh, McCarthy got lazy. See, McCarthy's not a bad coach, and everybody thinks he's a bad coach. But McCarthy's McCarthy's a pretty good coach. Obviously, he won a Super Bowl. But the thing is, is that he's not a very motivated coach. And you see it when he went to Dallas. Um, I think you're going to see him – try to turn things around in Dallas now that he's going to have a full team. Um, but he's not a bad coach. The problem is, is they were running the same plays they were running year year one. Their schemes were not changing. It was all the same. So that's what caused the rift. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that and the uh, – it, it's not helping the fact that they won't go out and get Aaron Rodgers another, you know, receiving threat. They finally yeah. have a backfield. After how many years of not having a uh, a true number one back, really? Well, I mean, you got to think. The last the true one back they had was <clears throat> Eddie Lacy. That's what I was getting ready to say. And yeah. then Eddie Lacy decided to be lazy and fucking, you know, show up fucking overweight to fucking spring training and then didn't make the uh, 
the uh, necessary adjustments yeah well here's my thing and um i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm absolutely wrong about it um but eddie lacy really his situation really reminds me of ricky williams and that he was kind of mishandled in the way that things were done um i think the local media around the green bay i think they they really kind of put it out as national news that he was struggling with his fucking weight. And you know how that can be, man. I mean, that's just fucking everywhere you go. People are calling you fat, uh, fat and shit, you know? Um, so I think that that's kind of the parallel that I see. Um, he was a very dude for a big dude. He was incredibly athletic. I've, I haven't seen a big yeah. guy. He was very, very nimble on his feet. Are you there, homie? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I'm here now. Oh, all right. Oh, oh. Shit, man, what happened? I don't know. I really don't. That um, was weird. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, the last thing that I heard you say was he was extremely athletic, which I agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, very, he was. He was very light on his feet, but he would also run through. Yeah. You know, there's certain guys, uh, especially in the uh, – I can really kind of move this towards, like, uh, the fight game, you know. There's guys that are certain head cases and need certain people to push them in certain ways in order for them to perform. And we, like, in a fight game, those are the guys that we look at and we're like, yo, they, they're great, but they're fucking head cases. You know, they're the ones that fucking get in their own way. And sometimes you need a really strong coach who knows how to get through to these players in order to get them fucking motivated. And then they're unstoppable. And I know that there's, like, again, there's a big thing about, hey, man, why why the special treatment? He's a player like everybody else. But there's some something, obviously, that's causing, you know, major depression to happen and for him to basically eat his way out of it, which is literally what happened. So, yeah. Like, you know. You want to know who I kind of attribute that same kind of characteristic to, though? Who's that? Clowny. Really? I. The, yeah. He has he has the the ability. He has the gifts. He's naturally fucking, like he's naturally a freak. However. Yeah. He just he doesn't perform. He doesn't want to. Doesn't want to practice from things that I've heard of other players that have said about him. Um, he doesn't like want to do this whole spring training thing. He needs like a coach that will push him to, to do all that. Yeah. I think that was, uh, it wasn't like a beef beef per se, but uh, for lack of a better word, I'm going to use it. I think that was part of the beef between him 
and uh, J.J. Watt is I think since he came in, he kind of tried to depend on his natural abilities and not necessarily hard work. I think he had one season, which was, I think, his best season where he actually took in the advice. But I think he ended up getting hurt or some shit because there was a reason why after that he was just like, fuck it, I'm done with it. And then they ended up moving on. He's been hurt pretty much every year since he came to the league. So it's kind of hard telling. Well, I mean, and I think it's well, I mean, with his, uh, his either rookie or sophomore year um, that he he just balled out um, and then ended up getting hurt. And then he's just kind of been. Sophomore, because I think he was out for a majority of his rookie year due to injury, coincidentally. But I'm not sure. That's why I, I said rookie or sophomore year. It was it was somewhere in that time frame early in his career. It's weird because I've never uh, not never, but he was one of those players who realistically was drafted for one play, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was it. So, and once he got in the NFL, I really thought like, man, this is too much for this kid. Like, you're literally fucking you're drafting him based off of a single highlight. But when he got there, um, his athleticism really showed off. I mean, it did show off in college, but not to the degree. He was just a fucking freak in there, dude. Yeah. Um, so. Let's see, what else? Uh, oh, hey, just in case you didn't know, um, the Jets have reported that uh, – they're drafting a quarterback in number two. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm not even kidding you. The uh, the Jets, well, they drafted Darnold. They yeah, they just draft. They traded Darnold, man. Yes, they they traded Darnold to Carolina for a sixth round pick this year and a second and a fourth next year. Which to me, no, 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 no. no. The second and the fourth are this year. No. Next year, there is a possibility of a number two pick. Yeah, my friend. At least that's the way I heard it. I mean, I heard it I heard it from Pat McAfee, which they usually do their research. Um, so, or maybe I misheard. That's also a possibility. I am three quarters fucking retarded, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. I'm trying to be kind of. <laughs> you're you're not three quarters retarded. You're fully retarded, bro. Um, <laughs> so while I'm looking that up, the listen, man, uh, I will be honest with you. There's there's two trades that I have been super, 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 super excited for for both the player as well as the team. The first one. Um, was getting fucking Maddie Stafford out of fucking Detroit. He needed to go. Obviously, this kid is superbly fucking gifted. So he needed to finally have a shot to get away from a horrible. He's the only one of those those top-tier Detroit players that actually will get a chance to get the fuck away and show everybody what he's capable of. Which if the other two got to do it, Jesus Christ, imagine the numbers they would have put up. Um, but the other one is is Darnold. He's the most underappreciated quarterback. I know he's young, and I, I guarantee you that the coaching staff that he was working with did not go and teach him properly how to go through progressions, which is why he throws as many picks as he does. 
No, I mean, I, he, dude, he, he's so tough. He's so he, tough, dude. He had and, fucking. Uh, Donald had. Um, Adam Gase is his fucking head coach. Yeah, which is a piece of shit. So whatever. That's neither here nor there. But. <sighs> Dude, that dude came into this fucking team knowing that he didn't want fucking Sam Darnold part of as a part of it. And that's bullshit, dude. You go and you draft a dude in the fucking first round and 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 you don't even give him a chance. You never put the well, what tools did you put around him? You again you got you got him Bell, who was first of all, he he said hundred percent, man, I'm only here for the money. He got there, underperformed, realized fuck this, I want out, and they fucking got rid of him. So they've never put any pieces around this kid. He didn't have the coaching. He's obviously not developing because there's nobody fucking trying to develop him. So I think him going so fucking great. And that's a really good spot too, man, because those guys are on the fucking fringes of being at least a winning team, not necessarily successful, but a winning team again. And uh, they were so fucking fun to watch last year, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what I was going to say. I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, and also, don't forget, Carolina still has – I forgot what pick it is, but it's, I know it's fairly high. Isn't it like yeah, four? What the no. fuck is it? They don't have a pick until number nine. Oh, okay. That's still in the top ten. Uh, you could probably make – But I mean, number one, you could pick somebody up. Um but, you know, or you could maybe make a trade, get yourself a good slot receiver or somebody, you know? So they um, they definitely aren't – the reason they made – so basically what it comes down to is the reason they made for the trade for Donald, right, is because they're mm-hmm. out of the top they're, – they're at the back end of the top ten, and yep. chances are uh, if Atlanta was to stay with the number four pick, and if they were to take a quarterback, at any point in time after that, you're reaching for a quarterback, considering yeah. there's only maybe I, – I wouldn't even go as to say four. Uh, honestly, maybe two of the, the you know, the top, quote-unquote, five quarterbacks in the draft um, actually could, you know, turn into something other than, you know, possible perennial backups. All right, man. So, pardon me for not knowing names again. I've been plugged out. Really, haven't really been paying attention. But um, to me, um, obviously, you have your number one pick. Can't remember that kid's Lawrence. Um, and I think that the other really, really good quarterback in that class is the dude that the Jets are looking at. Can't remember his name. No, the other one. Well, you got Trevor Lawrence, then you have Trey Lance, then you got Mac Jones, then you got Mac Jones. I'm excited about Mac Jones, dude. They're looking the at possibly No, the Jets are not. They are the Jets are going to take uh Zach Wilson. Hands down, they're gonna okay. take Zach Wilson. Um, about Mac Mac Jones excites me, man. I well yeah, so my bad. There's there's a handful, yeah. Those three, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why Mac Jones really jumps out at me. I think he's got a lot of raw, raw ability. Um, he's pretty quick, but he's not a fast runner, which means he's going to be a pass first kind of guy um, with a fucking cannon. 
Um, so I'm a big why he's going to end up in San Francisco running Kyle Shanahan's offense. Dude, that would be a beautiful, beautiful. Yes, that's who wants some shit, dude. <laughs> Dude, too many Jets news, man, got me all fucked up. Yes, the 49ers want Mac, Mac Jones, 100%. We're going to jump back to this. It is the 2020, it is a sixth-round pick, sixth pick this year, uh, second next year, and a fourth next year for Darnold that they gave him. Oh, no shit. Yep. Yeah, still. Dude, the Jets they, are getting – They gave up basically nothing to get this kid, really. Yeah. Yeah. So – and, and I, they still have the, their first round picks for the next two years. Yeah. So, yeah, they 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 did well. They did well, and they're going to be creeping up up the list. I think Darnold's going to be a really good fit. Um, I think this year you kind of you kind of let them learn from Leftwich, man. You know, uh, and they have a lot of similarities too. They're both super super tough. Um, so I'm, you know, I don't know, dude. I'm really excited about him and goddamn fucking. Panthers, dude. I'm so excited for this, dude. <laughs> you know what I see happening, though? And, and this would be the smart play for Carolina, okay? Mm. You you got Teddy B, and you got Sam. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got Darnold. Well, <clears throat> what do you need two starting caliber quarterbacks on the roster for? Now, Sam Darnold, he can play. Kid can play. I mean, granted, he's had, you know, an injury here and there in the past, you know, a couple of years. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that you get have absolutely nobody protecting you. I'm just throwing that out. Well, I mean, one of the reasons that he got hurt was he had fucking mono and he was out for like four or five weeks. So, I mean, no one could have predicted that. That happens. You know, it it happens. It's whatever. Um, But as far as like like big injuries, though, like he really hasn't had any. Like he he had a concussion. I think he, you know, had like – like turf toe or something like that. Something about his toe messed up, um, and maybe hurt his hand like once or twice or something like that. But as far as like major injuries go, the kids he's he's sturdy. Yeah. And he he has a rocket on him. He's got an arm. He does. But so for Carolina, this is this is what I think, right? Carolina is sitting in a perfect spot. They. And most certainly trade up to Denver's position. And so swap first round picks with Teddy and say another another pick and move up, you know, three or four spots and get that, you know, that key cog to throw in there on, you know, more than likely offense. Yeah. Um, or go big and get that get a a solid uh you know a solid defender that you desperately need to fill in that middle linebacker spot. Yeah. Yeah, there's many ways it can go about it. Um I think I think it's a possibility. I think what's gonna really make him hesitate. So Bridgewater I think has two more uh, he's got two more years I think left on his contract. I think it was a three-year yeah, deal. It was a three-year deal. All right. So if I think they, if, they, if they cut him, it's ten million in dead cap, um, like for the season. But he only has a cap hit of like, uh, like twelve or something like that total. Mm-hmm. 
See, my thing is, is uh, if you're Carolina, you can't afford to gamble. You just can't. Thing is, is that you have your starting quarterback as of right now, as of this moment, has not put together very many healthy seasons. And yes, he had a fairly healthy season last year. But let's be honest, once the wheels start falling off, they're going to fall off. So you're going to have injuries. So realistically, keeping both quarterbacks to let him start the season. And then when you have Darnold underneath him, learn the playbook, learn the reads, learn, you know, all the bullshit that he needs to learn that he hasn't learned up to this point. And then if Bridgewater ends up getting hurt, you transition Darnold in there and let him get a couple games, build up a little bit of confidence. Then when fucking Leftwich comes in, let him finish out the year. And that way you build up the stock of Leftwich as well. And then you can trade him as well. But you're not going to fucking gamble on a quarterback that you don't know 100% what you're getting. I'm all for Sam Darnold. I love the kid. But you don't – we're not 100% sure yet. You know what I mean? I mean, truthfully, back in, what was it, 18, um, I was – everybody kept saying, oh, Browns are going to take, you know, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. He's going to go number one overall. I was like, no, he's not. I was like, watch well, his tape when he played at the USC. He, the kid forced balls. Like, I mean, he forced balls into tight coverage that wasn't tight to no coverage that, like, wasn't even there. And Yeah, he it, had it, terrible numbers. Yeah, he his he had twenty two interceptions in his last, I believe it was twenty two, something like that, in his last season at USC. Yeah, it was twenty. Um, it was in the twenties. I know that. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and everybody kept saying, "Oh, how he's going to be the number one pick, number one pick." Um, I was never sold on the kid uh, that high up, um, and I mean, truthfully, uh, I mean you have. Baker, who's coming into his own under Stefanski, which is great because uh, diehard Baker fan. And then you have um, Josh Allen at Buffalo just fucking slinging that rock everywhere. Especially yeah. to Stefan Diggs. Dude, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, man, this rivalry that's about to be really, really big, which is going to be the Bills versus Kansas City. It's going to be special, man. Josh Allen is no oh, fucking yeah. joke. I mean, dude, you got to think about how these rosters round out now. You got you got the Buffalo Bills defense, right, which is, you know, pretty solid. And then you have Kansas City's, you know, dynamic offense, which is pretty solid unless you're playing in the Super Bowl against fucking Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. That wheel, that, talking about the wheels falling off, the wheels fucking fell off. But that's what happens when you play behind that makeshift offensive line and you have, you know, these giant freaks that are, you know, running and chasing you. Well, that's the thing. Tampa Bay has a lot of flexibility because of that front. Um, yeah, that, four, that front four literally does all the pressure that they want and then yep. when and then they can throw a blitz in whenever they want. And well, that's be right there soon. The entire Super Bowl, they didn't have to fucking blitz because the fucking front was pushing him so far back. You know what I mean? It was insane. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, that's why I'm really curious to see if uh, Sue's coming back um, to to the Bucks because having that front line will do 
will definitely uh, do a lot for a repeat for them. I, if I'm, I think he did. Daddy, I got to check it out. I haven't had a chance. I know for a while, and I know he said he wanted to come back. He wanted to do another run for a ring, and I think he's going to call it after that, to be honest with you. But, yeah. He's a special. Yeah, he did. He signed another. He signed another one-year, uh, nine million dollar, uh, fully guaranteed contract, plus incentives. Nice. He did that the the end of March. Nice. So yeah. So he's running it back. The whole team's running it back, man. All all twenty-two of their starter, like the, the that starting team, um, is running it back. So that's they they're going to be dangerous out the gate, right off right off the rip. I don't think they are. I think they're going to do what they did last year. I think they're realizing that they're a veteran team and they need to peak at the right time. I think what the fuck does regular matter? But either way, they're. I mean, they're still dangerous. Oh yeah, they're still going to be dangerous. They're coming off the you know Super Bowl, you know, just wrecking ball, and coming in as I, I believe they came in as a wild card team. Did they not? Yes. They came in as a wild card team and just beat the brakes off of everybody. And then they really just ramped it up in the Super Bowl and knew exactly what they were doing, knew exactly how to play them. And I mean, Andy Reid is a great coach, don't get me wrong. But when your you know team philosophy is all right. Patrick starts with the ball, and then he throws to any of our people that are open. It doesn't matter how much separation they have, as long as they're, you know, sort of open. They're just going to take off. Oh, shit. Speaking of which, man, let me give a really quick shout out. Uh, Fucking, so we had that tournament in Waco uh, last Saturday, and Actually, from my understanding, I missed it, but he came through. But uh, Mike Evans actually has a team straight out of Temple, and he was there um, showing support. So got to give a lot of props for that, man. Dude just won a Super Bowl and taking time to just hang out with some kids, probably sign some autographs. So that was pretty dope. Right on. Yeah. But you know what? The NFL is starting to piss me off because it's they're turning it into – something that is not going to resemble football by the time it's done. Now there's conversations about possibly awarding a one point off of a kickoff. I think if it get a touchback or some shit like that, you get a point. It's they're trying to fuck with too many things, you know, and what happens is that you destroy the sanctity of the game because statistics are set on an even playing field. And I think that what they want is they want to show that, Hey, not only were we ultra successful, this is the greatest generation. Let's add a game so you can fluff up a lot of stats. That's a theory of mine. Obviously, more views as well, uh, more eyeballs. But I think it waters down the fucking game. Absolutely. I think that – and it was weird because McAfee was talking to uh, A.J. Hawk, actually, and they were mentioning how – you know, That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, I love A.J., man. He, he was he – People forget, man, that uh, uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, shit, Matthews. Clay Matthews wouldn't be Clay Matthews if it wasn't for the fact that he was under fucking AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk was really the guy who helped groom him. I mean, I'm sure he would be great, but I think that a lot of 
a lot of the greatness also comes from AJ Hawk, man. But they were talking about, you know, now with the season being the way that it is and, you know, everything else, that basically the healthiest teams are the ones that are in the playoffs, and it's all about staying healthy. You add another game, dude, like I said, all of a sudden you're going to have a fucking Super Bowl team where their quarterback is sitting on a bench because he's hurt. Who the fuck wants to see that? Would you rather have the most explosive single elimination playoff game or an extra fucking regular season game, honestly? If you had to choose, you know what I mean? I'm thinking the playoff game, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so my biggest thing is it's an extra game of football, mm-hmm. right? So this is from a this is from a purely, like, fan perspective. Yeah, yeah, devil's advocate. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. A, you know, everything that you said is true. However... From a fan perspective, uh, just purely and solely loving football as a a sport that it is. Um, I mean, dude, we get an extra game of fucking football. Uh, Super Bowls pushed back an extra week. Um, playoffs, you know, start a week later because of an extra game. Yeah. Also, you got to look at is I know that the uh, player association association agreed to this, but the agreement wasn't that it was going to be something immediate or something happened within a year or so. It was something that they were looking for. Actually, it was. Huh? Um, actually, it was. The, um, the NFLPA, they, uh, when they redid the, uh, the bargaining agreement, the, um, the contract stipulation was that um, they could look into, that it would be um, talked about, being able to add a, add another game as soon as 2021. I think, I don't know, man. You're going to see a work stoppage. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> not this, Dude, I, I've, not this I've read year. All shit. <laughs> not this year, but like next year or the year after. The players are going to be like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, our contracts need to fucking increase. You know, our contracts right. need to, and, by whatever, by 8%. Well, they, they did. So with the um, – and that's that's the thing is this also benefits the players because that that whole revenue stream of, you know, playing – so they're, they're entitled to like 43% on a 16-game regular season, right? Now with the 17th game, they are in, – it's increased to a like 48.3% um, – percentage of the revenue that they right. that goes directly to the players. That's nice, dude. You know, as dirty as sports are, and, and you know, people, people bitch and complain about the money aspect, but the money aspect is the money aspect. And you could say, like, Jesus Christ, why are these athletes making so much money? Because their fucking owners are making that much money. When you're fucking printing money due to somebody else's performance, they're going to get paid. And the fact that the NFL got a 48-plus percent agreement of revenue going directly to players and i know nba and mlb they go through the same thing and this is what i like about these three major sports is they really kind of figured it out hey it's only fair you get half and it's not exactly half but it's more or less i think it's great that they have that i mean you're looking at 1.7 percent difference i mean that's close enough to fucking half granted that 1.7 percent is the math 
difference between, you know, oh, what? you know, $100,000 at this point because of how big the Oh, dude, it's higher than that. Dude. I, what, what does the yeah. revenue is? I mean, I would imagine it's probably around what? I mean, it's in the billions, obviously. Super oh, yeah, obviously. But, um, but I'm saying, like, as just just solely based off of, you know, spitballing, you're looking at a difference between, you know, that 1.7% being, you know, whether you're getting, you know, this $100,000 or this $200,000. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I think that it's fair that the owners have that one point whatever percent. It makes sense. They are the owners. They are the ones that built the stadiums that you play for. Um, make sure that the team that you're playing for is around. Um, does all the salaries and everything else. Make sure that you have employment for long-term, short-term, so on and so forth, whatever your needs are. So the owners definitely – Deserve that extra percent. I know people might fucking be like, well, they don't do any of the work. Well, it doesn't matter. It's a business. They own the business. Guess what? The owner gets a little more. Weird. <laughs> exactly. The, the owner, you know, the owner's got to make, you know, make that up somewhere. And that's where the, they're going to make it up. So I'm not, I'm not mad. You know, I mean, that's, that's still a fucking, you know, stupid amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I know, I know quite a bit of it. They're turning around and dropping right back into the same, you know, the, the same thing. They're dropping it back into their, you know, the business or they're putting half of it into the business and the other half of it. They're basically sitting on and doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Well, that's why majority of the teams, minus a few, and you could always pick out the organization that those few fall under. That's why these guys are unsuccessful is because they're unwilling to invest. And if you look at the more successful organizations and uh, Steelers, I mean, their owners are amazing. Um, I don't really know much about the Browns, dude. So my bad, dude. Um, Oh, dude, the Haslam, man. Okay. So the Haslam's, you know, the flying J's and the, uh, the flying J truck stops and the pilots. Yeah. That's the, that's no shit. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Well, so you, well, you could tell by okay, you could tell by the moves of this. Even if I don't know who these owners are, like I can look at their actions and I can see how much of their own money that they're investing, how much they're risking to bring in as much as they can in order to bring a championship to the city, and that's what it is because they know that their revenues are going to skyrocket because the Cleveland fans are so fucking hungry, and right now they got Cleveland on their side, man. I mean, Cleveland is fucking ready to go, man. Have a fucking healthy Beckham out there, man, and just fucking go for it, you know? I mean, dude, this is the first year since 99 that we're not having to worry about, oh, I wonder who our quarterback's going to be this year. Or I wonder who our coach is. (laughs) Right, yeah, or I wonder who our coach is. Or, like, we're not searching for these, these big, huge pieces at this point, we're looking for uh, like our supplement pieces. Yes, do we need a defensive end? Yes, do we need another cornerback? Just because um, we're not sure how the health aspect is um, coming off of a couple of our guys that were, you know, injured last year. Like Greedy Williams, he was back. Sure, okay, cool. We don't necessarily need that extra, you know, depth at corner, but we we kind of do considering. We missed the most games 
accumulatively of our like our cornerbacks, so our defensive backs, right? Missed a cumulative time more than our offense entire offense did. We miss our defensive backs missed the most time out of the entire NFL. Here's the thing. You guys are in the best position in the NFL, period. Well, it's actually what's funny. There's only three teams, really, that are in a position that I'm going to state as far as readiness uh, to move forward and make a run, okay? You have Kansas City because somehow Kansas City has figured out how to do fucking contracts with superstars and somehow keep all of them. It's the most fucking ridiculous. Huh? Yeah, dude. They're putting. In I have no. Team. Yeah, and uh, I wonder how much. Uh, by the way, I know people may think it's not a big. The Brooklyn. What? The Brooklyn Nets figured out the same cheat code. They called up Andy Reid. The Brooklyn Nets don't give a fuck about busting through the salary cap because they have a fucking Russian billionaire that is running the team, and he gives no fucks. <laughs> I mean, dude, you have literally like three of the biggest names in sports, and then you decide, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go sign two more big names in the fucking. Dude, let me let me tell you. <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna go on a. I'm gonna no. I didn't know what the net situation was. Um, on Game Pass and EA, 2K went on. 2K21 went on sale. So I'm doing my little fucking career thing. I'm fucking be bopping through thinking I'm, hey, man, this is pretty cool. And I run into the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm like, you know, Brooklyn, I know they got, I'm like, I know they got fucking Duran. I'm like, and they had somebody else. Yo, dude, I was like, really? Really? Like, what's what the, is the point? <laughs> <laughs> they roll out Blake Griffin, KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving just starting off. You're like, yeah. I'm done for the night. No, yep. I quit. <laughs> I'm going to go play a different game That's, now. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's... Back to what you were going to say before we get too far off course. Yeah. yeah. So somehow they figured out how to sign, I, uh, you know, all their stars and keep them under contract. They're very, very smart with managing and figuring out what their salary cap is going to be in order to be able to do that. So whatever. I, however, thinks that Watkins leaving – um, is going to actually hurt Hill quite a bit. I think he's going to be more of a focus. I know they have other receivers. However, Watkins um, was the only one that could even be in the same area code as Tyree Kill as far as speed goes. Um, so I think... Actually, no. Um, it was, uh, I believe Damian Williams... Um, so the re- that's the reason that they let Watkins go is because um, the the number three receiver or the guy that Stop was the number three receiver up. on the team this past year he moved up to number You're three. So what? Yeah, Fox. I think. Yeah, better. All right, here we now. So, the their number two receiver um, used to be the number three receiver on the team. All right, he stepped up, and he's yeah. definitely. Um, 
The only thing is, uh, Watkins. So when Watkins came in, man, when he was in a, uh, on the Bills, um, on a thing, he was very, very fast. But his hands were he he was kind of iffy. Um, his hands got a whole hell of a lot better in Kansas City, man. So I'm excited for him to be where he's at. But anyway, so these guys figured out how to do it. Uh, Tampa Bay did it by winning a championship and saying, "Hey, all you old cats who have been fucking waiting to win a ring your entire career, but you have every, every other accolade." One-year contracts, do it again. Let's fucking, let's get it done. And they have, what I'm saying is both teams already have personnel. Cleveland is the third team. Because realistically, you guys don't need anything from free agency. You guys can just fucking draft and get younger and better. And same thing with like Kansas City. Uh, I don't know how many how their drafts. I mean, they, I don't know how the fu- they made a deal with the devil, so they can go fuck themselves. But uh, <laughs> you know, Tampa Bay, a team like Tampa Bay, realistically, uh, they could trade away their fucking draft picks if they want because they are already a loaded team. If they had, I don't know how much cap they have fucking left, but if they wanted to make a play for something and trade away, you know, whatever. But um. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Those those three teams, man. Those three teams, like just just those little fucking pieces uh, through draft, man. And you guys are gonna be fucking off to the races. I actually predict, man, that you guys are gonna start like five and one. You're gonna start fucking hot as fuck. <clears throat> it's gonna be good, man. I'm excited for you guys. Uh, dude, I'm yeah. stupidly stoked for this season coming up. Um, side note: We should buy tickets to uh, to play to uh, to go to the draft. But neither where is the draft? People, so that's not the case. Oh, I think Cleveland this year. It's so weird, man. Cleveland. <laughs> it's literally two, <laughs> dude, two hours away from me. Yeah, man. It's so weird for it not to be in New York City, man. But. You know, New York City South. I don't know, man. Well, not last year, the year before. All right, man, what other pieces you got moving around? Um, Let's see. Okay. So, March Madness just started, right? We have – yes, it did. Um. Ooh, Baylor. Get the fuck out of here. It was Zaga and Baylor. Yeah, so both uh, both number one teams, and they were the number one and two team listed in the poll going into the mm-hmm. uh, tournament. So there's that. Um, Baylor, though. So first of all, when Baylor played – It was it was Zaga and UCLA, which that was a stupid fucking awesome game to watch. Um, and then you had Baylor, that um, what's his name Butler, dude, that kid, that kid just, I mean he he was good all year, but these past two games, this kid showed out like hard. Okay, Butler or Baylor. Yeah. Beat the breaks off of the team in the final four. People forget. People forget like because it was a 10-year span where 
they were going through a rebuild or whatever the case may be, people forget that Gonzaga is a fucking powerhouse. They were in the final four, you know, at one at one point at the pace that fucking Michigan State was making it. They're an incredible program. So people sleep on that, man. But I, I'm a little butthurt, man, because West, West Virginia, man, I'm whatever. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, bro, bro, I mean, Zaga is who they are because of John Stockton. Let's be real. I don't know, Zaga man. Is known because when I when I first Stockton learned about uh, college football, watching Sports Center way back in the day, um, he, he, it was always Gonzaga was always there, Michigan State was always there, Duke, North Carolina, right, but. But, uh, but yeah. at that point in time, you know, we, we, were, we were younger. And at that point in time, John Stockton had already transitioned to the yeah. NBA. So you got to remember, Stockton was already in the NBA at that point, but he's what put Zaga on the map to begin with. And then, so Zaga went into this game kind of thinking that they were, uh, they were going to roll in, you know, big dogs, you know, and mm-hmm. I, when I first looked at the game, yeah, they, Wait, but they play what? No, they play two halves, dude. For the two halves? Yeah, 16 minute. It's a still like a quarter, man. It's 16 minute half, whatever. Same eight minute quarters, same thing. Um, when I looked at the game last night, it was 11 minutes and 32 seconds left in the first half. So yeah. the game had only been on for, f- you know, five minutes, give or take. <laughs> the score was 23 to 8. When I saw that, I was like, well, there goes that no shit. season. And the score ended up being like ninety-three to eighty, or eighty to no, eighty-three to seventy. My bad, eighty-three to seventy. So, first of all, I don't think that we're um, unless we see you know another Fab Five team roll through, um, or like a Fab Five combination with you know a Baylor team, we are not going to see, we are not ever going to see a unbeaten team roll through and win the when the I don't know man you know it depends and anybody happy. you never know who's going to walk through that door what recruit is going to walk through that door you know well I mean it's true I mean you're not unless no. you have like a dude that's like Dog, you know who we're overdue to have Realistically, like we've had another Michael Jordan, in my opinion, or as close as we're going to get to it, and that was Kobe Bryant. Um, but you know what? We haven't had anything. Dude, you got balls in your mouth, or <laughs> I can't hear you. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. I understand, but I'm just Kobe saying we've had. Kobe never to college, though. You know what we haven't had anybody come up like is Shaq yet. Imagine the next Shaquille O'Neal, but. But imagine the 18-year-old Shaquille O'Neal back in the day. 
when he was a fucking athletic and a fucking freak. So some dude like that comes into your program, there's a possibility that you may just, I don't know, have a perfect season. (laughs) You just don't know, man. Well, so here's kind of the thing, man, is you have guys that are kind of like like Zion, right? Zion was kind of considered in that sort of category. I mean, dude's only like 6'8", playing power forward, but he's a fucking monster, man. Like, he's not afraid, doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Yeah. Zion's we'll see how it goes, you know. Um, but honestly, like, <laughs> bro, I, I don't know what I would do if I saw a dude that fucking came up like Shaq. I would just be like, Coach, can I get a timeout? Yo, I ain't playing. Uh-uh. You put somebody else to guard him. I'll guard the little guy. Yeah, but he's faster. Yeah, dude. People forget, yeah, man, that the first six years the Shaq was that the that the Shaq. I'm gonna fucking call it what it is. It's the Shaq. There will never be another. People forget though that Shaq, those first couple years that he was with um with uh fucking Orlando, he would run. He would run the fucking court and he would run point. That dude was yeah. fucking athletic as fuck. He was he was a fucking fairly lean. Like okay. 270. You know what I mean? Just ridiculous. Yeah. And then and then he did nothing but put on muscle and yeah, ended up like 320. It's and crazy. Just decided to so, powerhouse people. You know, there's those guys out there, man. You know, you see the. <laughs> my pro- my question, my big, gonna big, happen, big question. Somebody is, like that's going to show When they do. Will anybody really give a fuck? Because <laughs> I feel like the interest in the NBA is dwindling at a fucking very rapid pace, and they're not doing anything really about it. Now, I don't know what you could possibly do about it, but it's not looking good, dude. Yeah, I mean... It is what it is, truthfully. Um, I I see more focus put on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Baseball is America's pastime. It's supposedly America's sport. But when you look at it from like then to now, yeah. what, what sport is it? What so, sport is America's fucking sport? Baseball Football. is America's favorite summer pastime. Yeah. See, that should be the new logo so, because it's some pastime. That's what makes baseball special, man. You know? So, right. That's what I would say. But yeah, man, the NFL rule. Right. Speaking of, speaking of baseball, um, I still think it was fucking fucked up for them to move the All Star game, mm-hmm. um, all because of a stupid fucking law that was passed in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But and they moved it to Denver, so it's at Coorsville for the Rockies. Um, you take 
and at that point, you're taking all the revenue that all these businesses were going to get in, you know, in July, um, in around like the Fourth of July time. Yeah, you're taking it all away, all because of a fucking Look, law that you didn't agree with. There's been uh, the mayors that have come out and um, in the state of Georgia um, and they have said like, what the fuck is, we don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like, we don't, we don't understand. Like in order for you to get to the polls, you're most likely going to have to drive. You need an ID to drive. What is the problem with having an ID to vote? You know what I mean? Right. We're going to get into that in in another podcast once I finish reading through, you know, this. Because I'm going to read through this entire bill, right? I've already started. I got half a page of notes, and Mm. I'm only like three pages in. Man, he's right around the corner, brother. So, (laughs) I don't even know if I'm. We're going to be able to do that on this Saturday, man. We might need to dedicate like a whole ass day um, to, yeah. to go through this. Like probably one of my days off and we'll, we'll bang it out. Um, but I, I do want to get into that because there are there are other states that mm-hmm. are we're looking to implement some of the same types of laws. Um that Georgia was, well, that Georgia did. However, um, because of the because of the seventy two signatures of um, you know African American businessmen, and then you have Coca Cola and Delta, they both decided to you know speak up and and put their two cents in. Um, and then you have, you know, the MLB that, you know, decided to basically put their two cents in and, you know, back out. And everybody's saying it's part of this whole cancel culture and everything. And, I mean, it's not entirely wrong, but they, uh, I, I don't, I don't understand where or why they needed to, to pull a game just because, I mean, a game's a game no matter where it's at. You're celebrating. They were literally going <laughs> on celebrating for, about Hank Aaron in Atlanta mm-hmm. because of fucking where he played. Mm-hmm. And him passing in January. Now they're going to go to fucking Colorado mm-hmm. and celebrate mm-hmm. and, and do the Hank Aaron celebration still in Colorado. Listen. Listen. Here's, it, it's right. not going to have that All same right, effect. There's a reason why they're doing it. And, and it's a stupid reason. Um, so before uh, before the NFL started last year, uh, like literally just before fucking opening day, there was some sort of a there was some sort of a dispute about a shooting, but the facts weren't put out yet. And then there was some sort of a crazy retaliation. It was some it was it was real fucking mess. Right. But nobody knew the whole story. But because the hot topic was a Black Lives Matter at the time. The NFL kind of got behind it, <clears throat> and then they got pushback, kind of like, hey, how about we keep this 
just about sports. And the NFL kind of backed down. And if you saw throughout the season, they re- players, players would speak out, and that's their right, man. I will always say everybody, whether I agree with you, disagree with you, it doesn't matter. You have the right. You have the right to speak up. So players would go and speak up. Right. Yeah, so that's why I cancel culture is a bunch of bullshit because realistically you're trying to restrict my freedom of speech based on views that you personally have that are not a reflection of my feelings, so I really don't give a fuck. So, uh, but if you look throughout the whole season in the, during the NFL, they really didn't get behind anything. They kind of stayed neutral. Like I said, players spoke up, but for the most part, the NFL was the NFL. They did extremely well. Um, I think they they really opened a lot of doors and I think they really, really helped entertain a lot of people. Now the NBA came out and the NBA came out at the tail end of all the fucking crazy ass riots and decided to back up the black lives matter movement. Right. So the only, the only one that didn't even try to gamble on this thing was MLB and this was their gamble and they're going to lose and it is what it is. There's a reason why NBA numbers are down and it's not because people don't support the black movement and equality, right? It's because some people just want to watch a fucking sport. (laughs) They don't want to fucking watch a sport with fucking paintings of you know, this fucking movement just being shoved on their throat. Sometimes people, when we watch sports nine out of ten times, it's just to unwind, man. I don't want to think politics. Stop bringing politics into my fucking sports. I don't give a fuck. I'm there to watch and be entertained by the sport of my choosing. What is wrong with it? Right, if I was going to watch politics, I would, you know... Go turn on CNN. Yeah, man, and I would be right there in the middle with a fucking tub and a plugged-in toaster, bro. I mean, you know, just I think that that's the problem, and people just these teams are trying (laughs) to unfortunately just get their name out there. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You know, they can go and they can put in the money that they want for charity. Um, When you go Mm -hmm. and you jump on something like that, that also gives you a lot more income as well. Um, and a lot more recognition. Uh, like I said, the NBA is struggling already. They have great players, great players, but they change the game so much that the core following right in the generation when they were about to teach their children about the NBA were turned away when the rule switch happened. And honestly, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares about the NBA. Nobody cares. There's a reason why people fucking hate LeBron James. It's not because LeBron James isn't a good player. But he's nowhere near Michael Jordan, in my opinion, nowhere near Kobe Bryant. But damn. But still, people dislike him because he plays in a different generation. And that's the argument. You always hear it. And it's a it's a fucking valid argument. You fucking put a player of today, you know, guys like uh Steph Curry that are really quick right. fucking pull-up shooters. Don't get me wrong, he won't be able to do his fucking little fucking razzle-dazzle fucking layup bullshit because he would get murdered. But uh, his pull-up jumpers, man, he'd be super successful. (laughs) 
Yeah, dude. yeah, because you have. Guys I mean, you like look at dudes like of that generation. They were guys that. that were just defenders, <laughs> and it was because they were good defenders, but they were fucking tough as fuck, and they were gonna beat you up all night. And that was the beauty. So you had to be ready. Now you have guys that are like, uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Hawaii. Um, Leonard, right? He's uh, he's he's a defensive fucking maestro. I, in my opinion. He may be the best player in the NBA as far as skill wise, but I don't watch a lot of NBA because it's it, it there's just no fun to it, man. I don't want to see up and down fucking shootouts like that's not fun, man. I miss defense, dude. I miss defense. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Real quick, throwing this out there because I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, so you brought up Steph Curry. Um, so I believe it was last week. Um, Golden State almost um, they they almost set the new record for the really? first um, NBA. What was it? in league history? Yeah. Holy shit. Is their team that <laughs> depleted? It was 130 to 78. Uh, <laughs> so Steph and Draymond were both out, and all they had yeah. was uh, Wiggins playing. And they were playing, I'm going to say the Mavs. And the Mavs are a nice slot. Yeah, I do. Um, so, props to, uh, to Mark Cuban, who uh, has brought the team. You know, Mark uh, Cuban, <laughs> before he became a personality, um, was always my favorite, my favorite owner in, uh, in sports. Um, but in the beginning, when he first came out and he first was doing a lot of the crazy shenanigans, I was like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this dude? And like all the news would say like fucking rich kid doing this, rich kid doing that. So, you know, I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? And then and then I watched an interview he did with one of the fucking news networks and he was talking about okay. how he started to, with the idea of what he wanted the Mavs to be, listening to players getting them equipment and everything they need in order for them to be comfortable so that they can go and perform. That guy does everything he can for his players. And that's why they win for him. This is true. It doesn't help when you have uh, Luca. Yeah, it's uh, uh, man. I really wish I gave a fuck, you know, because really I really do. And all you got to do, dude, is just just go back and, you know, I mean, look at this. Look at the ridiculousness they took away. You know, um, they partially more or less took over the crossover because um, they decided that Allen Iverson's crossover was too much for the NBA. And then White Chocolate was coming in on his heels, fucking breaking ankles everywhere he fucking went. So they were like, mm, 
palming is now going to be a thing that's going to be called. <laughs> so we kind of got rid of that, you know, zone defense, forced down the throat, you know, um, just all these fucking dude. All you got to do is just fucking just, just be like, you know what, man, let's go back. Let's just go back and let's see what happens. See, you know, if the bad boys come back, you know what I mean? Another bad boys. Because NBA is mystified, dude. Oh, uh, yo, uh, here's here's another uh, another thing too. So the um, mm-hmm. the is it something of player associations, okay, uh, not yeah. NBA. Um, it's for the. Uh, the Olympic team, right? So the guy that was in charge of, you know, Drinking. essentially selecting players for the uh, yeah. for the NBA uh, for the for the Olympic team was um, basically, he's basically retiring. Um, he said that his his last. His last one was going to be, uh, yeah. like, his last time with the team was going to be during 2020, <clears throat> during those Olympics. However, COVID kind of screwed that up. Now, they are re- they're replacing him, and the person that is going to be in charge oh, nice. of his job is none other than Grant Hill. So Grant Hill is pretty much going to be in charge of the uh, getting the players and everything oh, for the Olympic team. So I thought that that was you uh, couldn't ask for a that was a good passing the torch um, kind of thing. Um, right. I mean, you got. I mean, dude was uh, he was a fucking phenomenal player, and the injury just kind of well. You had the you two. Know, you had Grant Hill. And Jerry Stackhouse. They came out right around the same time. Stackhouse came into the NBA two years after Grand Hill. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Stackhouse also play on that same team um, that played no, you're against thinking the, of, the original You're thinking of Tony Kukoc, man. All them. Um, I know. Phil yeah, is. dude. Jerry Stackhouse is American, dude. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. I'm no, no. I'm saying. <laughs> I think you misunderstood mm-hmm. what I was talking about. So, the guy that Hill is replacing, um, was the uh. So yeah. before they went to the Olympics, after the first Dream Team was established with Jordan and all them, so they went to that Olympics with the original Dream Team, and yeah. they just they beat the brakes off of everybody because no one was even close to us in basketball at the time. Um, and then the next, um, mm-hmm. the the next, uh, I'll say basically kind of like generation of the Dream Team. So it was Dream Team like 2.0. Um, it was 
I want to say like two years before that team actually, you know, um, became the, the next dream team. Um, it was basically like some basketball players, um, some college kids, stuff like that. They got put into the game. Um, yeah. And they basically they played a scrimmage against the, the actual dream team. And these kids won. Well, um, oh, he might have been. Point I don't remember. You know, the biggest thing I remember about Stackhouse is, uh, you know, everybody was wondering who the fuck was going to take what shoe deal. You know what I mean? And I remember, I believe it was Stackhouse, who out of nowhere did a fucking sneaker deal um, with Fila. <laughs> and I remember that always tripped me out, dude, because, like, who the fuck goes to Fila, dude? Um, wow. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was the deal that he made. Um, great dude, super athletic. <laughs> yeah, right, everybody cool. thought that uh, Stackhouse was going to be like the next big, fucking flashy, fucking physical player, Dominique Wilkins type, um, Mad Hops, very, very athletic. And everybody thought that Grant Hill was going to progress to be on the level of Michael Jordan. That was realistically what was the thought when those guys came in. And uh, Hill, unfortunately, when he as he progressed and he became really better and better, he ended up getting hurt. Um, so unfortunate. And Stackhouse, man, ended up having a fucking long-ass career. And you know what? Really fun fact. Most NBA players will tell you that Stackhouse is the one player nobody would fuck with. Because uh, he would definitely fucking pop you in your jaw. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's cool. Man, hey, I was yeah. bummed out, man. I really <laughs> wish that uh, Vince Carter, man, didn't retire last year, man, um, with the COVID. I, I really think he deserved one more and just just have that curtain call, you know? <clears throat> yeah. He was such a fucking great player, dude. I mean, Duke could still throw down if he wanted to, you know, every once in a while. Um, he made that he, abundantly obvious when he, he know, would drop was, 40 points in a game out of nowhere. First of all, <laughs> when it comes, unfortunately, uh, when it comes to that duo that was in uh, Toronto, he was still the second best. He was the superstar, but he was the second best because Tracy McGrady, hands down, not even fucking close, dude. Tracy McGrady, end your life, dude. <laughs> but, um... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Such a gifted yeah. dude, man. Looked high all the time. Mac was, the... was a monster. Yeah. Right? Holy shit, man. <laughs> I love him, though, man. Uh, so, anyway, so going does. back, man, I think Grant Hill, uh, great, great spokesman, um... You know, maybe he'll bring a little more – more because he was part of the dream team. Maybe he'll bring a little more attention to it. Maybe he'll really try to promote it, which would be great, man. But like I said, um, the NBA goes the way it's going, dude. I mean, it's really going to be uh, who gives a fuck, you know. I mean, People are going to look at the NBA as tryouts for the fucking Olympics more or less, you know. Yeah, I mean – Truthfully, that's that's what it's kind of 
ended up being, I mean, after after the dream teams, yeah. I mean, you can see the how big a, the how much of the gap has closed over the years. Um, you got to think, you know, '90s you had the dream teams, right? And then go back to um, 2000 or early 2000s. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because nobody, nobody, walk out, like, nobody wanted to fucking really participate. Fucking Wait, wasn't Bobby Knight the fucking coach that year? Right. That's what I thought. I know he coached um, one. I'm pretty sure. I believe so. I yeah. know. I know. I know. Coach K has been the coach, and then. Well, it used to be NBA coaches. Phil Jackson coached that, uh, the '92 um, Dream Team. Um, Pat Riley coached one. Yeah, Pat Riley coached the very next one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that they're bringing somebody else in. I I can't remember for yeah. the life of me um, who they said that they the were gap between. Also, the other thing is, is with the physicality of what the NBA was, there was a gap between college and the NBA. <clears throat> There's still a gap, but the gap is getting so 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 oh so narrow. Um, you know. So. Right. I mean, because you got guys like, um, I mean, you have the those dudes that you know. The, back in the day, you had, you know, Tony Parker or you know Manuel Ginobili, um, that were playing in the NBA at a high level, but they would, yeah. you know, they would go back and play on their country's team. Obviously, they were the fucking superstar, but that at this point in time, you got got like you're looking at. Let me tell you, um, you know, five man teams that are all fucking playing in the NBA anymore. Right. Yeah. Of of, yeah of the fucking San Antonio. By the way, San Antonio. Greg Popovich. Oh, okay. Yeah, so listen, so I was about to say this, man. So we give a lot of credit to He's Bill the, Belichick because yeah, Bill Belichick uh, built a culture, or people believe that it was Bill Belichick that built the culture. Um, well, he did. And people won underneath it, and they he got noticed for this culture change. And I think that Greg Popovich does not get the credit he deserves because he, he had a team that would win a title every two years or so. Um, and they were the most unselfish team in the NBA, every single one of them. And Kawhi is the last one of that group. Um, honestly, he was because he was with Nobly and Parker uh, before they retired. Well, I mean, look. Right. But you also got to you also got to take take it back and look at where, you know, uh, good old pop started at. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I understand. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like the team that he but had you also got to understand that the, the first three years then. of the Twin Tower experiment, <clears throat> uh, Tim Duncan struggled quite a bit. Um, I think what ended up happening, I thought, man, this is many years ago. But I remember, I remember random shit. So if you fact check me and I'm wrong, my bad. But I want to <laughs> say that, uh, that uh, fucking um, 
David Robinson got injured and <clears throat> that's when Tim Duncan really had to kind of take over. You know what I mean? And then when David Robinson came back, his role got slightly reduced because Duncan all of a sudden figured it out. And I believe mm -hmm. that was the first year that they won the title because they won one title. Robinson retired. And then I think the following, not the, not the following year, but the year after they won another title. I don't know, man. But dude, you got two Hall of, borderline Hall of Fame players too, man. You got Manu Ginobili and you have fucking Tony Parker. Both of them, at some point in their career for long spans, played off the bench, dude. Both of them have six year awards. You know. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, some people would like to argue. Definitely but yeah, I agree with they borderline injuries kind of. Sold down their stats, yeah, but when they were on the court, they changed the game, and that's the truth, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's incredible. But those dudes would come off the bench. Uh, Tony Parker yeah. was a starter, um, somebody else came in, and bam, straight to the bench. He was cool about it, no issues, man. It's amazing. Same thing with Ginobili, man. Ginobili was a, was a starter, uh, he was a star, then fucking. Uh, Parker showed up. They kind of, you know, shared a role. Um, and then uh, Ginobili got older, and Parker was still playing at a, you know, pretty decent level. And Ginobili yeah. would come off the bench. And they were cool. And he was cool about it. Now, he didn't throw up his, you know, the stats yeah. that he used to. Um, but he would, you know, he would still go out there and fucking, you know, a couple games, fucking just drop 20 like it was nothing, like it was the hey. old days. Hey, when you get a chance, man. Um, if I don't know if you've seen them before, but there's these videos. It's um, it's like top ten Larry Bird trash talking moments, and they're like from the game, oh yeah, God. and the shit that he would talk. Like, uh, oh man, he was playing against uh, Mad Max, I believe, who's like who's like a killer fucking defender, and. Uh, they scored or uh, Boston scored or whatever. And on the way back, they were running. And he's like, hey, I'm going to score right from here. He's like with uh, with like two seconds on the clock, right? He goes, uh, said he go, they fucking get the ball back. And Bird fucking goes to that very fucking spot, dude. Whoop, sinks it. After he sinks it, he's all pissed, you know. And his teammate's like, dude, like, why are you so mad? Um, he's like, you know, he goes, you called your fucking shot. And he's like. I let the ball go too early. There's like 2.2 seconds left. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just, dude, this motherfucker was a savage, man. I had no idea, dude. You know? Who would think? Larry Bird. Yeah, man, Bird. <laughs> the quiet guy? Yeah, no, it's always the quiet one. Yeah, if you get it, check those out, dude. Those are <laughs> so good. I'm... I, I know what I'm doing after I get off work tonight for sure. Yeah. To yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Um, fuck, dude. Uh, what else you got as far as sports, man? Um, oh, uh, so we're going to jump into um, Watson. Yeah. So, 
19 allegations yeah. so far. They have um, they have started um, doing investigations and two of the women have actually come forward and have started speaking out about it saying that they were tired of um, mm-hmm. basically hiding. Um, so so. Here's, my, here's, here's my thing, man. And uh, I don't know if there's anything to it, but to me, I'm like, for whatever there. reason, it bothers me. Um, Watson has all these allegations that are coming, that are coming out. He's having females come forward. And he's not necessarily being blackballed. People are still talking about him on the trade markets. People are, he's still got value. The NFL's not tarnishing his name. You don't hear the, uh, the sports shows affiliated with the NFL necessarily tarnish on his name's name. He's more or less, as of right now, innocent until proven guilty, correct? Okay. Fact. All right, man, we got our fucking QB, man. Fuck, man, his, his name slipped my name, dude. Our QB in fucking New Orleans. Yes. James Winston had a female that came forward with allegations. His name, his name was dragged this. through the dirt by media stations would basically say that this was, that was just showing that he had uh, detriment to his character. He wasn't going to be a hard worker. He was going to be a problem if he already has these issues while he's not even a pro. What kind of problems is he going to have when he's a pro? I believe they settled so he was never charged with anything. I believed it was either it was either that it was proven he was either proven innocent or he settled. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. Yeah, but um, you know, it almost ruined his career um, before it even started. People didn't want anything to do with him. When when the Bucks picked him up, um, not yeah. When the Bucks picked him up, um, a lot of teams were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like you're wasting a pick." You know, a lot of people just were down on this guy. No matter what he was doing, instead of talking about, "Hey, maybe he made this improvement in fucking in the camps," it was just. Hey, what kind of? Let's see what kind of guy he's going to be out there. Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Like all of a sudden, everything became, you know, like he had to defend himself every single time. Now I get it; those allegations are nothing to fuck around with. But the guy was also proven fucking more or less. He wasn't charged guilty, so take with it as you will. But that was that's how he was treated, and I don't see Watson being treated that way when you have ten times the fucking people. Coming forward. That's a problem. And by the way, I'm not saying that uh, fucking, what's his name is a saint. I mean, he's done some idiotic things since he's been in the NFL. But like all in all, realistically, he hasn't really been an issue. And he's grow. it seems like he's grown up. Um, obviously, he's got maybe a year or two on Watson. Because realistically, yeah, they haven't, he had, the difference in how long they've been in the NFL is not really that that wide. No, I think it's, uh, Watson's been in four years. And yeah, and Winston's been in so, five or six. 
But I, I don't know if Watson's going to get a chance, man. I mean, we'll see. Dude, can you settle with 10 fucking females? I mean, I guess he could. I mean, I hope he saved some of that money, dude. 19. 19 fucking charge or 19 accusations, man. That's, I mean, that's. Yo, yeah, we got to see how much this dude made in his career, man. Cause uh, I think hush money is going to be at least 20 a piece, (laughs) man. So, or I mean, two a piece. I'm sorry. So two mil a piece. Oof. Damn. That's 38. I think that's what, isn't that like $38 million? Does he make? million dollars in his fucking career? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, sure. they can put him on a payment plan like child support, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? 156. Is how much he's made? 156 million. Um... He agreed. Give me a second. I'm yeah, but he might lose some of the guaranteed right money also off this contract um, due to fucking his behavior. So I wonder what his previous contract. Okay. So he just signed this contract. I think just last year. Um, yeah. Last year, yeah. Um, so his base salary last year was um, a little short of 1.2 mil, but his uh, signing and roster bonus was, you know, seven and another, you know, two mil. Um, so he made, you know, nine, almost hey, 10 million hey, last year. Listen, man. Oh, oh yeah. it gets worse. It gets worse. Mm-hmm. So. For 2021, he is basically making. Um, yeah, and he won't see almost 16 million. He won't see him. He's making 40, 23. He's yeah, you won't see any of So the only way is he sees any of it is if he patches things up with the fucking Texans and sticks it out. And they put him on a fucking payment plan, basically, like child support. Hey, man, 50% of your fucking income automatically goes to these women in order to settle these suits. Obviously, this is just being an asshole because obviously it's not going to happen. But the guy, yo, man, the guy's got some issues, man. And he doesn't seem like, like when you see him and, you know, uh, interacting with media and shit like that, like he doesn't seem like, like a dick or anything. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely um he definitely does okay to me oh yeah he seems like a complete oh yeah true I was so happy when he lost that Super Bowl fucking cocky bet yeah um <laughs> Cam Newton was a hard worker um I still think he is a hard worker um but I think he definitely let fame get to his head obviously um. But yeah, I I just think, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, New England better find a fucking quarterback, dude. Because last year, Cam looked shot. Yeah, yeah he really did. 
I'm not going to disagree with that at all. The, um, I don't, Cam is nothing more than a bridge quarterback. <clears throat> yeah. But the problem and is, they know it. That's well, that's the problem is that he had a one year deal. I know he's signing on for another one, or he did sign on for another one year deal. Um, well, usually when you sign a quarterback bridge and you sign him to a one year deal, it's usually a one year contract. <laughs> and you get your quarterback. Um, so the fact that they're signing him for a second, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, tr- truthfully, that the only reason they, they – I mean, they signed him for a second because they – I don't – did the Patriots even have a, a – no, because the Patriots picked so far back in the draft. Dude, they traded up. Point them taking a fucking um, – You know that, right? Um, when? In the last week, I think. Maybe beginning of this week. Ah, pretty sure. Are you sure? Because I didn't see anything. You're gonna have about to see the, the top ten. I know. I, 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 I want to say they're yeah they're in the top ten. I think they're like number fucking six or some shit. Six or eight. Oh wait, they were number seventeen. Yes. Never mind. I'm full of shit. They were number seventeen because Bill Belichick is super pissed and he's doing his whole. Thing because it's too high of a pick. He doesn't like being in the top 20 or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, he's number 17. Never mind. I'm full of shit. Fucking. So, as it stands, the draft door is Jags, Jets, Niners, Falcons, Bengals, which the Bengals are sitting fucking pretty. Yeah. Because they don't need a fucking quarterback. I swear, these dudes could fucking go grab Jamar Chase and just be like, hey, man, uh, you and hey, um, back to back. Do the Jags yeah. really need a quarterback? Yeah. The Jaguars? Who they uh, got? Bro, who's going to be their quarterback? Yeah. Minshew. No. They give Minshew the keys to that train last year. Yes, he was also a fucking rookie. Hey, you know, you know who else didn't fare well? You know, no, no, last year he was uh, whatever. Last Fuck year it. he was a sophomore, but he also got hurt. He got hurt, and he lost the starting job to, um, to some other kid. Hey, man, I want to talk about this real quick. Also, dude, uh, the guy who was set up for the greatest fall in the history of sports, Lawrence. Um, the expectations of this kid are really, really, really high, man. Um, we'll see. I think that I'm kind of worried how, how much they're gassing him up. Yeah, I think uh... – I'm, yeah. I'm kind of worried about that boomer bust factor for sure. Um, I think that uh, 
I think there's about what two, two maybe three. Well, it's probably three or four good quarterbacks, right? Would that be a fair assessment? Ah, uh, Greg went away. God damn it! But yeah, there's uh, there's not that many. I mean, this isn't the deepest class of quarterbacks, but realistically, I mean, that's just off of those who are projecting. Um, who knows? You never know. You know, uh, there's always diamonds in the rough and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, but I just think that they're setting them up so incredibly high that the downfall could be, <clears throat> truthfully, something, something, you know, catastrophic, if you will. So we'll see. Hopefully Greg kicks back on. If not, then... I'm going to keep on moving. Um, let me tell you, this uh, this offseason in the NFL has been absolutely crazy. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. It seems like now there's becoming – free agents are really being moved around, um, big names. It's almost as if free agency really grew into what people thought free agency was going to be, which – you know, it's more or less what you see now um, with, you know, big all, you know, big players, big name <clears throat> athletes not staying in the same uh, team for the duration of their of their career. Um, I think the biggest shocker of that would be JJ Watt, but I think the players are tired of lazy organizations. Um, you know, JJ Watt stayed in tech uh, as a Texan. Um, I believe he loved playing as a Texan. He got paid very very well um it's not like he's got some chump contract uh now with arizona but you know i mean he's he's looking you know probably two three years left in the tank give it a shot um arizona i know a lot of people are like man this isn't a ready win team now but uh they're not as far as people think they are they have a really really great core you know um you're going to see really, really good things, I think, from Arizona. So I'm, I'm really excited about that team. And they're just adding pieces. They're going to come out of nowhere, quote, unquote. But, you know, Arizona fans like my buddy Will, you know, these guys have, have watched and uh, watched this team grow slowly and learn how to play and really, really turn it around after – you know, they more or less were left without a quarterback for a bit. So it's a great story. Um, I'm really looking forward to just seeing how it goes. With As far as the Packers, as a Packers fan, I'm really bummed out because it's just it's, – it's, it's sad to watch because this team is clearly trying to go into full rebuild mode. Um, and I understand their, you know, their cap is all over the place. I know. I understand where they're coming from. But, you know, you move the pieces that you need to move, but you stay loyal to those that stay loyal with you as far as the greats. Um, I think that I, I believe that if you went and talked to Aaron about restructuring his deal, if you were to add – if you were to maybe make it a three-year deal, 
I'm sure that he would help the salary salary cap and um, you know adjust his contract accordingly in order for them to start moving in the right direction and growth in the draft. But I don't know what's going on. Um, the comments were what the comments were. It looks like, you know, uh, I don't know. I There's going to be a breaking point. There has to be. Like I said, this is a publicly owned team. It's not owned necessarily by one individual. Um, the fans are, you know, are the voice of the team, not just because they're a public, publicly owned team, but the fan base is what the fan base is. They're extremely loyal. And I think you're going to see a lot of pushback from that community, especially because LaFleur and Rogers seem to have worked on the relationship and have built something great or are building something great. Um, seeing what a cap is, I, I can kind of, I guess, understand some of the hesitations that they have, but they definitely need to give Devonte Adams a little more help. Uh, they have great pieces, uh, a great support team, but I think a solid number two, could 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 help them, but the core players that they have actually receiving wise, you know, um, could grow into something great. But all that takes time, patience, and I think the last thing you want to do is ruffle the feathers of the quarterback who's going to put in his time and effort in order to help these guys grow to make your organization look good. So loyalty goes a long way. You know, and it's funny because, you know, the last generation of quarterback, the Packers were being criticized for being too loyal and giving Brett Favre too many chances to come back. So now to see Aaron Rodgers almost in the same age um, go through the same thing, but it's the shoes on the other foot. It's the organization that is desperately trying to push out, you know, leader of the team or the leader of the team is trying to say, Hey, I'd like to stay here for the next two, three years. And uh, I just don't understand what a, a disconnect is. Um, hopefully it gets resolved. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's looking, it's looking rough. Um, for all y'all that are NBA fans, hey, I understand. Uh, but like I said, for me, I really like the difference when I think one of my main points was I really like the different difference between the pro game and the college game. It made, it made watching both rewarding because you were getting two different types of games. Plus I feel like the draft has just become so easy in a way because the difference of the game isn't that great that you're going to have to worry about, hey, how is this guy going to do on the next level? When back in the day, you could have great college players and, you know, you could see him have, you know, average-ish careers. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to point out one of my favorites of all time uh, was Kenyon Martin. Kenyon was, you know, expected, you know, to be the next great thing. He dominated the college game. In his last in his last year, um, you know, he's he's just an unbelievable specimen. But he came in the NBA, and the game is so different. 
It's not that he had a bad career. He had a very, very, very good career. But when you see the monster that he was, um, you know, you could kind of see how people would look at it and be like, damn, you know, thought that was going to be, you know, another, another notch. But that's just my views on the NBA. I just, I feel like watching the collegiate level or the pro level is just no different. It's watered down. Like every sport slowly becoming, um, you know, offense, 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 you know, um, NFL was always about, you know, defense. Well, NFL and NBA really were all about defense when championships and, you know, now championships are being won you know, because I can score more than you and defense really has very little to do with it. The NFL, same thing, um, but the NFL is a little different. You're looking at player safeties as far as uh, concussion protocols and long-term effects because of that. You know, um, not saying that the NBA's are value, uh, NBA players are valued any less. I'm just saying, you know, worrying about a, you know, sprained Achilles is better than you know, getting knocked out on the field and you know, losing five minutes of consciousness and trying to come back from that. You know, it's, it's, it's a completely different world. So I understand why the NFL is going that way. It still changes the game as a whole. Stats, everything begins to shift. But now the meddling with the NFL on top of that, not a big fan of that. I'm, I guess I'm a purist, but I love stats. I'm a stats guy. That's why... I appreciate that baseball, for the most part, has stayed pure. I know they're talking about making changes. God, I hope they don't. Uh, I love the purity of baseball. Baseball has always been what baseball has been. But even they're pushing for offense. They're juicing balls like a motherfucker, you know, but nobody cares because you need something, you know. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. I think that uh, – if this Texas, uh, if nobody knew Texas Rangers had a full capacity game, um, you know, everybody's kind of sitting by and waiting, you know, seeing what the results are, if people are going to pop out and say that they, you know, are positive or not. And that could really begin something that could actually really help baseball, especially this summer, um, because baseball is the great American summer classic, you know. So I think we might see a lot more people especially with limited uh, options but as states begin to open I think you're going to see a lot more people going and sharing that experience and maybe just maybe uh, create something but baseball's biggest issue is that they don't have a superstar they don't have a superstar that they can get that they get behind um, you know you see you see some basketball players you know on TV commercials uh, you see a lot of a lot of football players um, I don't see very many MLB players. I think the last time I actually saw one was Frank Thomas, who's been retired for like 12 years. So, yeah, definitely got to promote more. And, um, you know, that's been the issue with the game for years. It's been known, it's been voiced by many uh, people. Uh, actually fans which is really strange you know but uh yeah so see what happens
hopefully they can open it up. They can get a little more interest and maybe take some risk on advertising. You know, there's nothing else to advertise as far as, you know, things for you to go. You're, you're kind of controlling that market. So taking advantage of that might be the best thing. So, but that's my two cents. Looks like Uncle G is not coming back. So, but just wanted to say, I appreciate everybody listening in. Um, this is our quick uh, little sports sports breakdown. Started with the NFL, but we all know how we do. It's just whatever comes to mind. So we kind of were scattered all over the place. It might be best that actually uh, Greg disconnected because I had like 18 different directions that I wanted to go. Um, probably, <laughs> probably save this from being like a six hour episode. So, but anyway, um, you know, everybody just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head on straight, educate yourself.